Well, hey there, friend. If you have read any personal development books, listened to any life coaches or business coaches, you have probably heard about how important it is for you to have the right mindset and how your thoughts will impact your results. Sometimes this can be really difficult to understand. And as Christians, it can be sometimes difficult for us to reconcile it with our faith. So on this episode, I'm going to share a coaching tool that I use that helps you break down how your thoughts are massively impacting your life in a way that is very clear, clean, and straightforward. Let's get to it. Welcome to Fruition Mindset, where it's all about mindset coaching for Christian entrepreneurs. Hey, I see you trying to get this thing to work for you, but feeling like you're struggling with decisions and stuck in doubt. You're afraid to commit, you feel like you have one foot in and one foot out, and you keep second guessing your every move. When I wanted to start my first business over 10 years ago, I was the same way. It didn't matter how many letters I had behind my name or what my credentials were, I never felt qualified. I'm Kayla Eggenberger, wife, mom, and daughter of the king, and I'm here to tell you that you can transform your mindset, ditch doubt, and take confident action in your business. Your breakthrough is on the other side of letting go of all these fears you have around your business, finally saying yes and stepping into who God has created you to be and where he's calling you to go. If you're ready to develop the mindset you need to take the dreams and goals God has laid on your heart and bring them into fruition, you are in the right place. So fill up your favorite mug, grab your journal, and get ready to take some thoughts captive. I hear quite often whenever I sit down to coach someone for the first time, they will tell me that they know that their mindset is holding them back, but at the same time, they don't really know what to do with it. As a matter of fact, they'll say, I know I've got mindset stuff, but, and then they will go on to tell me about some like tactical, tangible thing that they need to do or aren't doing. And of course, as a mindset coach, it's important for me to kind of redirect them back and address this quote unquote mindset stuff that we tend to just want to skip over. And I think a big part of this is because we don't really know what to do with it. And we have a hard time evaluating our thoughts and really making a connection and seeing how what we're thinking about, what our beliefs are, how that's really impacting our lives. I think we have a sense that it is, but we don't really know how to draw the line from our thoughts to our results. Being able to do that changes everything. And one coaching tool that I have found and used for years now that I think does this the absolute best is the self-coaching model by Brooke Castillo. Now, just as a disclaimer, I am not a certified by the Life Coach School. However, I was in self-coaching scholars through the Life Coach School for over a year. And so I used this model and did models and listened to coaching on the model and received coaching using this model practically every day for well over a year and I still use it today with my clients. This is just one coaching tool that I use. I use a variety of coaching tools, so this is not the only one, but like I said, it's really powerful to be able to see how your thoughts impact your results and your life. So today I'm just going to give an overview of the self-coaching model. 
I may go into more depth on later episodes whenever it comes to each component and really how I use it, especially how I use it in my personal faith walk. There's also a link down below for the self-coaching model guide that you can get directly from the Life Coach School website. There's also a link to Brooke Castillo's book, Self-Coaching 101, that goes more in-depth on the self-coaching model. Okay, so let's get to what it is, how it works, and how it can be helpful for you. So the self-coaching model is made up of five components. And so I want to first share with you how these components relate to one another, because to me, that's really one of the most important things that you can take away from this. Then we will go into each component and what it is or isn't. And basically everything in life falls into one of these categories or components. And so last week when we talked about decluttering your mind, I mentioned the self-coaching model. Using these five components, you can literally sort out your life. Everything in your life falls into one of these things. So they are circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. And the way that they relate to one another is that we have thoughts about our circumstances and those thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings drive our actions and then our actions produce our results. Our circumstances are fact. They can be proven. So for instance, I am five feet, two inches tall. We can measure me and we can see, everyone can see how tall I am. I can tell people that I'm six feet tall if I want to, right? But that doesn't change the fact that whenever we measure, I'm five foot two. Circumstances are not good or bad. They are always neutral. There are circumstances that we think are bad, but really they are neutral. This is something that took a while for me to really absorb as I was learning how to use this tool. Two people can have completely different thoughts about the same circumstance. So say there's another person that is also five foot two. One of us could think I'm so short. I wish I was taller. Being short is such a bummer. I hate being short. <laughs> At the same time, another person that is the same height can think I love being short or they may not even think that being five two is short, which is interesting, right? So. We have our circumstances, then we have thoughts about them. And thoughts are just sentences in your head, okay? So for instance, some of the ones that I just offered to you, I hate being short, 5'2 isn't short. I love being short. They're all just sentences. And these thoughts in our head that go through our mind are incredibly powerful because they are really what impact the rest of the components, your feelings, your actions, and your results. A lot of times we think that it is our circumstances that determines our results. And really it is our thoughts about those circumstances. So our thoughts create our feelings and feelings are essentially just vibrations and sensations in your body. Two people can have the exact same circumstance, have different thoughts about that circumstance, and therefore have two completely different feelings about that circumstance. And so ultimately you can change how you feel about something by examining and changing your thoughts about it. Most of us know what feelings are, 
They are kind of one word descriptors like, I feel happy, I feel angry, I feel frustrated, I feel ashamed, I feel overwhelmed. You get the idea. So going back to my height example, if the circumstance is that I am five feet, two inches tall, and my thought is I hate being short, my feeling could be a variety of different things. It could create a feeling of inadequacy. It could create a feeling of frustration because my height isn't really something I have a lot of control over. It's not really something that I can change. And then your feelings drive your actions. Actions are things that you do or don't do. They are actions that you take, actions you don't take. Things that you think about, maybe things that you don't think about. So more like internal actions. Going back to my height example, if I'm feeling inadequate, maybe I wear heels that are really uncomfortable to me, but I still wear them because I feel like I have to have that extra few inches. I'm not wearing them because I love heels and I want to wear them. Instead, I'm wearing them out of a feeling of inadequacy. At the same time, an action I might not take is I may not participate in sports or activities where being tall is an advantage. So maybe I don't play basketball or I don't play volleyball, even if I love those sports. And this may seem like a kind of silly example. It's not true of me, just so you know, I really am 5'2" but I do not hate my height. The reason I chose this particular example is one, it's just kind of an easy example, but also all of us are a certain height, right? And we all have certain thoughts about it. Even if your thought is just kind of a neutral, it is what it is type of thing. So finally, your actions produce your results. In this example, I am wearing shoes that I hate that hurt my feet because I feel like I have to have that extra three inches of heel. I am not doing things that I enjoy because I feel inadequate. I'm constantly thinking about and wishing I was taller. Perhaps I even think about how much better my life would be if I were just a few inches taller, okay? So my result is that I'm essentially doing things that I hate and hating on myself, my life, and my body. Your results will always be something that supports or is a turnaround of your thought. And you can see that because in this situation, my thought was I hate being short. This is what we would call an unintentional model. So it's a model of something that you are thinking and producing that results unintentionally. Now I want to share with you the difference of how the thought can affect your result if you choose to think something different on purpose. So what if the same circumstance exists? I'm still five feet two and just tall, but my thought about that is God made me the perfect height. When I think that thought, God made me the perfect height. Do I feel inadequate? No. Do I feel frustrated? No. It creates a completely different feeling. So for me, whenever I think God made me the perfect height, my feeling is peaceful. Like I don't have any drama about how tall I am. It's really just not a factor. And so from that feeling of just being peaceful, my actions are, I don't worry or think about my height. I don't make decisions about what I do or what I wear based on my height. I just live my life well. It's not even something that pops into my mind. And then my result is that my height is perfect and I am the perfect height. 
Both of these thoughts, I hate being short and God made me the perfect height, are both options that I can choose to think or not think. And they impact how I feel, what I do, and ultimately the results in my life. I really like this model because it does show that circumstances exist, right? I am an adult female. It is unlikely that no matter how many positive thoughts I put out or how many pictures of tall women I put on my vision board, I am not going to magically grow six inches or eight inches. I feel like that's where a lot of us struggle, or at least I struggled for a long time and still sometimes do with understanding how my thoughts impact my life. I felt like so much of what I read made it sound like, oh, if you just think about these things enough or hard enough or whatever, then poof, this is going to happen in your life. I'm not really going to get into new age beliefs and Christianity, but I do know that for a lot of us, those can be difficult to reconcile and sometimes the lines are very blurred. And what I really like about this model is that it's very practical. I can clearly see and understand how what my beliefs are, what my thinking is, how it impacts how I feel, what I do, and ultimately the results in my life. Now, are there circumstances that I can't change? Obviously, <laughs> there definitely are. But this helps me to be able to take control of the things that I can change, which are my thoughts, feelings, and my actions. It also helps me understand why sometimes I'm taking certain actions but not producing the result that I want. And it's because it's not just the actions that create your result. It starts with your thoughts. See if you can finish this sentence for me. It's not what you say, it's... Did you say it's how you say it? Yeah, my guess is you already knew that one. Yeah, just like how it's not what you say, it's how you say it. A lot of times it's not just what you do, it's how you do it. Two people can take the exact same actions in their business and produce two different results depending upon what their thoughts are. Likewise, you can do the same action two different times and depending upon what your thoughts and your feelings are in those two separate occurrences, your results can be very different. But of course, you already know this. You can get on a Facebook Live and say the exact same thing. But if you are thinking, oh, I don't want to sound salesy, and you're feeling like nervous or anxious and unsure, your result is probably going to be very different than if you said the exact same words on the Facebook Live, but you did it while thinking about how much this was going to help the person watching the video and saying those words with confidence and certainty. Okay, so how do we really use this model? What do we do with it, right? Ultimately, we are using it for awareness. And then once we become aware of the result that we're creating with our thoughts, then we can make some changes if we want to. It's one of the reasons that this podcast is entitled Fruition Mindset. What are the thoughts and beliefs that you need to have to create the feelings, drive the actions, and produce the results, aka bring to fruition the call and purpose that God has laid on your heart? 
Also, what are the current thoughts and beliefs that you have, maybe that have gone on unchecked, that have gone unexamined, that have gone uncaptured, that are keeping you from taking the actions and doing all the things that you were uniquely created to do? The great thing about this model is that not only does it help us see the direct link between our thoughts and our feelings, actions, and results, but it also helps us see how our circumstances are not what creates our results. Being able to clearly distinguish between a circumstance and a thought is something that takes practice. But the more that you can clearly see what is a true circumstance and what is your thought or your thoughts about a circumstance, the more powerful you become in your life. It enables you to be able to truly take responsibility for the things that you can control and you can change. It reminds me of the serenity prayer, right? God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Having that wisdom of knowing the difference between a circumstance and a thought is so important. Because if we don't know those things, then we tend to try to change the things that we can't change and we don't change the things that we can. This is where having a coach is so important because a lot of times whenever we are in the frame, it's really hard for us to see the picture and it's hard for us to discern what is a circumstance and what is a thought. We conflate the two. We think that some of our thoughts are circumstances and things that can't be changed. And then at the same time, we worry and have anxiety and try to control circumstances that are beyond our control. And so it's really helpful to have an outside perspective, a non-biased outside perspective that can help you really sort this out. I think that life coaches literally help you sort out your life. And for me, this using this tool is one of the ways that I help my clients. No matter what you bring to coaching, no matter if it's a feeling, a thought, a circumstance, something you're doing or not doing, a result that you've created in your life, no matter what you bring, we can plug it into the model and we can get a really clear picture of what's going on. From there, we can work together to help you make any changes that you want to make to create the new result that you want in your life. A great first step is to start taking your thoughts captive. We talk that we talk about that a lot here on this podcast. I highly recommend that you go back to episode number 12, which is the easy way to keep a journal that can change your life. I kind of break down just the easy way to take your thoughts captive. Start there, start with that. And then whenever you have your thoughts, you can plug them into this model and see what the result is that you come up with. From that thought, how do you feel? Okay, what's the one word descriptor of how you feel when you think that thought? When you feel that way, what do you do or not do? And then from there, what result comes from that action or inaction? It can be very difficult for us to choose every single thought, right? Something, some thoughts just seem to pop into our head, but we definitely get to decide what we meditate on, what we ruminate on, what we think over and over and over again. As humans, we also have the ability to decide to think things on purpose. This is an amazing gift given to us by God. 
One thing I really want you to note before I wrap up this episode is that as you're taking some thoughts captive, as you're kind of figuring out what results your thoughts are creating, sometimes you may be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I am thinking this and creating this result. Or maybe you find that you have a lot of thoughts that aren't serving you or a lot that you think are negative. And that's normal. We all do. Just this morning, I was doing some models as I tend to do in the morning when it comes to my thoughts. I had this epiphany of, oh my goodness, like this, this is, this belief has been holding me back. And I used to have this attitude of, oh my goodness, I've got to change it. I've got to, you know, I've got to fix this. And now after doing this type of, this type of work for quite a while, I have this attitude more so of just being like, oh, interesting. I had no idea that I was thinking that and believing that. And I've just kind of been sitting with it. I told my friend that is a coach about it, but I don't feel the need to immediately fix it or change it like I used to whenever I first saw how my thoughts create my results. Instead, my first reaction is to be curious about it and to really try to understand it. And so that is what I want to leave you with is that as you do this, there may be things that you uncover that you don't like, or you may see something that you feel like you really need to change. And I just want to encourage you to have that scientist mindset where you are approaching this, just collecting data, looking to understand, looking for information and that you're not coming at it from a place of judging yourself and being really hard on yourself. Remember, this is called the self-coaching model. As a coach, my job is not to judge my clients or tell them everything they are doing wrong or try to make them feel bad about themselves. My job as a coach is to help my clients get clarity, grow spiritually, and make powerful decisions so that they can live their unique God-given purpose on this earth. So when you are using the self-coaching model, I recommend that you approach it as if you are a scientist or as if you are a coach and you will get so much more out of it. And if you're like, hey, I think it's time to work with a coach, I invite you to schedule a breakthrough blueprint consultation. It's a complimentary, aka free, consultation where I help you get clarity, direction, and literally give you a blueprint to create the breakthrough that you need. The link is below. All you need to do is sign up to claim your spot. Okay, I hope you have a wonderful day and we'll talk soon. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me today. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, I would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review on iTunes. When you leave a review, it helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon.